Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rogue Opinions podcast one more time this week. I know we've had a lot of content coming out, but it is for a good, good reason. And that reason, of course, is Pro Wrestling Magic presents the Roaring Twenties 2 Behind the 8-Ball. We've had a number of great interviews this week. Uh, one of the, the, the best moments about this week was getting to sit down and hang out with Mr. Shane Fair and the A-Team all at the same time. So we cut off the the hangout, I guess, uh, at uh, about an hour in, and we have about another 50 minutes or so left with Shane Fair. We get some predictions from uh, Nathan and Scott. We dive into some stuff about Monday Morning Magic and a whole, whole bunch more. So uh, sit down, strap yourselves in for uh, part two of the interview with Mr. Shane Fair here on the Rogue Opinions Podcast intro, man. Hit that intro music like you never have before, you bastards. mentioned Monday morning match a couple of times uh, during this and uh, from, uh, it was like it was a really good introduction for people, someone like myself who hadn't heard much about Pro Wrestling Magic beforehand and given the fact it's on YouTube you're showing some of your classic matches uh, it's kind of a two part kind of thing uh, and I think Jimmy can add to this as well uh, was it basically you and Jimmy coming up with a lot of the creative stuff and basically giving free reign to do the segments where it's just you guys and like, what are some of your favorite moments from doing Monday Morning Magic? Because I personally, the way I bring up too many memories, but I know Jimmy, like a lot of people remember Jimmy getting attacked by the male and fans. He doesn't like to talk about it. Yeah. He doesn't like to talk about it. But then that was my favorite Jane... moment as well. I watched that moment uh, whenever I'm feeling down. You watch that oh. moment with you. You watch that moment with a hand with a palm full of Jergens. The second my face hits the the second my face hits the table, you're just like Fuck. pause yeah. button. Pause button. It's like yeah, there's that bald spot. Fuck him. Fuck this <laughs> asshole. <laughs> then, then also for Shane's perspective, like, uh, I enjoyed some of your stuff, like uh, when the Lance homicides coming in. You've got Shane Fair homicide detective. <laughs> I thought that was really, really good. Uh, I, I even watched the one with uh, the socially distanced uh, barbecue with you and, and oh. Bruno doing the oh, ones. I thought that was pretty fun. Right. Thank you for watching that. There's so many awesome, like uh, Jimmy and I together. It's usually Jimmy with the you know with the creative ideas and everything, and we just you know. But you know when you're by yourself, you know. I was in I was in the hotel room that time, like you know, with the camera, and I was like, I knew I had to make something. I just looked around the room. I was like, all right, that lamp looks like a curler. This, is, you know, I'll, I'll sit on the bed, kicking my feet, like you know, like teenage girl, talking to Jimmy on the phone, on the phone. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never forget when Joey showed me the cut of that episode the day before it went out, oh, and the no. whole end of the episode is you sitting on your bed, 
feet kicking in the back, pretending <laughs> to be on the phone with me. And I'm just like, where the fuck did this come from? Oh, and oh, I remember... No. I remember loving it so much that in the very next episode is the one where I get attacked by the monster. Oh, so, right. So I immediately, while we were filming, I just took my phone out <laughs> and started pretending to talk to you and being like, hey, he pushed me into a table. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's <laughs> the relationship that we ended up developing over the time for Monday Morning Magic. I think it really hit its peak uh, for the first Roaring Twenties event. Uh, which is on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling magic. Uh, you can check out the original uh, Roaring Twenties before this Sunday. But the whole idea behind the Roaring Twenties was that you and I were throwing a party. Um, and we got a chance to do uh, like a real lot of on-camera stuff. And uh, you got to do the intro where the opening sort of like the the bullet sort of opens up on you as you get to the ring. Um Talk about what that was sort of like, uh, filming that and getting to do a lot of interviews that day and sort of, you know, uh, I guess, keeping up with me as much as humanly possible when we were screwing around and uh, doing the the stuff that we ended up getting on the air. That was, uh, the Roaring Twenties was so awesome because it was like, uh, it was the first time that I, I was ever part of an event that had like a time period theme. So we really got to get behind that, you know, dress the part and everything like that. The black and white kind of sepia tone that was like... Uh, you know, Joey's idea and everything. It was so cool to see something uh, a little outside the box. And at the time, it was like um, we were filming during, uh, you know, like kind of like a quarantine type deal where it was like this is the first time that we were filming without a crowd. We were kind of like, you know, going through the motions with that. And, um, you know, it, it, was, it was weird. With that, you know, film, it, it kind of prepared us for what we were going to be doing throughout quarantine, you know, like with the no crowd and such like that. But um, that whole day was just fun, man. It was just, I, I love Joey Finnegan. I love like his ideas, but you know, the, the fact to be able to do like that time period type event, we just, we just had a ball, man. It was just, you know, the whole day was such a party. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> With the commentary as well that we've briefly touched on that you've done, how do you find transitioning from ring announcing to commentary? And do you prefer being a commentator or a ring announcer? I prefer being like my lane is ring announce and I like, uh, you know, like I'm very critical of myself and I'll go back and like listen to my commentary in it and, and I don't enjoy it much. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Like, uh, oh, I was watching a standalone event I did recently and I was like, you know, it was like some of the talent in there. I, 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 I thought that there maybe could have been somebody better doing commentary job, you know, to, uh, on that particular event but I, I i try my best and like jimmy you know like again i'm not trying to you know blow smoke up your ass like you know you hit the on button on jimmy and he can just go so it's like if, if you're feeling apprehensive or you don't you can't find the words or you're not you know connecting with you know the thoughts and that you want to uh Oh, yeah, that's ironic. <laughs> but like, if you can't get the thoughts out that you know the way you want, like so, you can always rely on Jimmy. Because that's what know, I'm saying. This is what I'm saying is that with Shane Fair, he even turns a brain fart into something funny. Like, oh, I better. For me, I I'll trip over my shit and I'll go back to where I was. But Shane will always, if if he falls short on something, like um, uh, or like he like messes something up, or he can't think of a line, even on commentary during that day, uh, you will just roll with it in, in a way that sort of 
like you sort of catch your balance like better than most people I've ever worked with. And that's, is that sort of inherent or did you teach yourself to do that? That that cold chill is the worst feeling. Like you know, so it's like you want to you want to make it go away as quick as possible. Like when you don't have the words. Or uh, there was one time, you know, like my, my the biggest error I really ever made. A Warriors of Wrestling. It was the Warriors of Wrestling Women's World Championship. So it's like WWWW is like you know. So it was a steel cage match. I get in the cage. It was the first time I've ever been in a steel cage. So my initial reaction is. What the fuck? This is so cool. So like, I'm just looking around, and it it made me, uh, you know, v- very uh, flatulent prone to my brain. You know, when I was uh, looking at this, so I was like, and she is the war, 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 war. It was like an Elma Fudd kind of moment. Where I was just all that would come out was, war, 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 war. and I remember like that cold chill, man. And I was like, I and all I could think was, I never want to feel this again. Like it was the one event that my mother ever came to. She's in the crowd like two minutes. Like this is what this fucking guy does. Like for oh god, <laughs> like <laughs> this isn't gonna last. So like you know, I never want to feel that cold chill. And like sometimes I'll I'll start to think words ahead so that I can kind of get on a roll. But it's scary, man. When you, uh, I did an event recently, about to walk out through the curtain. I'm like all pumped. Ready, he was like, Oh, I'm gonna do this and that. Owner comes over, he's like, The audio is not working, stall. I need like five minutes, and this is to start the show. I was like, Fuck. So I'm like leaning on a rope, hey, so so who's from uh Edison? Like, she's like doing crowd work, like a, a, a bombing comedian. That that hurt, that sucks to feel that chill, man. So, how do you not just want- pull out the danger field at that moment? Oh man, because it was like live on Fight TV. So I'd rather just, oh, uh, fuck. I, yeah, I did all right, but I'm my own worst critic. Like, you know, like on the way home, I'm like, you know, miserable, but it might not have been that bad in retrospect. But to me, it's. Ugh. Well, having seen you at your most nervous, uh, when we remember when we started doing those pre shows, like the live pre shows, where we would go out and uh, we interviewed uh, oh, Erica. Yeah. And Jared took the mic from me and we ran yeah. down and they got into a scuffle and stuff. I, I'll never forget it that um, we're standing at the curtain. The music is about to start playing. And we looked at each other and we went, I, I don't know how this is going to go. And you went, <laughs> no, no, me, me neither. And then you put the mic to your mouth, you hit the button and walked out. And it was like Shane stopped being Shane like in a moment and all of a sudden welcome ladies and gentlemen and and then i had to walk out there and sort of um match that because sometimes it takes me a minute to sort of like get into the 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 like the like attitude and the the like the uh, overness of it but getting to do those uh pre-shows was very interesting because i don't usually play directly to crowds normally my strength is people happen to overhear me because my my voice carries um so what you know what what is where does that sort of comfort come from where uh you're able to sort of vamp like that and able to and not rely on your phenomenal ladies and gentlemen if you haven't heard it phenomenal uh dangerfield impression hey i'll tell you jimmy i appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) but um i uh I don't know. It's like the mantra is from like this Aesop Rock song. It, just sink or swim. That's like what I always tell my. That's all, before I hit the curtain, I'll always like tell myself that sink or swim. You know, because it's like if you go out there and you say nothing, you're gonna sink. You know, so you better better have something to say. You better you know, 
and it, it's it's tough sometimes like to you don't it, like you said you can't feign that excitement so you have to find that excitement you know you can't it's so you look so transparent if you go out there with you know some fake you know enthusiasm or something like that so it's uh you know i i do legit especially at magic it's easy to tap into you know that 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 type feeling but uh bobby rossi is a guy that works in um xwa in rhode island that's where i was familiar with him and he would be the guy they'd have a separate ring announcer but they'd always send him out with this guy bob whitney to like you know tonight and he would just warm up the crowd and this guy was like a fucking like it, it was just rapid fire he'd come out of you know it was just like he was gunning down the crowd with the microphone he'd come down get you so amped never never a word out of place never a a, a you know and I just would watch Bobby Ross. And he was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to be able to come out of the crowd, you know, just breathing fire like he did. So, like, I, I can't match what he does. But that's, like, my um, – he's definitely the one that I'm thinking of when I when I go out there. Like, I want to pump that crowd up. It doesn't always work. You know, it sucks, man. You go out there, uh, you know, blank, blank, New Jersey, are you ready? And you see that, the, you know – text in and it's like oh shit like you know you want to like go back through the curtain and like you know and that's one thing i always hate that oh, all right let's try this one more time that's always so hack to me that's always a way to get the crowd to like step up but like i hate that when the guy will come out oh, i'm gonna go back through that curtain and when i come out like you know so i never want to so do help that me either. i'll turn this promotion around <laughs> 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 Does it add to the the nerves if you do get nervous before a show or anything when you are doing a show on safe fight? Do you oh. think about the people who are watching at home or does that not even play into your mind because you got that crowd there? No, that's like a wormhole. You could just fall down if you start thinking about that. So it's like I think of it as the opposite. Like it's like, well, somebody's got to go out there. There's a crowd, you know, they're watching at home. Like I'll use it like to the opposite to calm my nerves in a way. You know, it's like I won't be like, oh, my God, there's a million people watching right now. Oh, I hope I don't fuck it. It's more like uh, I better do good. There's a million people, you know, so. It's like I'll use it to like get myself into it, you know, for sure. But like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the person that you would think that would get nervous by like stuff like that, but it, it doesn't affect me for some reason. Like the live stuff and everything, whether it's live or a taping, I'm still like, you know, at the same. You seem to do a lot of prep, so you seem to be on the ball. So when you know your stuff, it must make right. you more comfortable because it's like I don't need to worry because I can read this guy's information without even thinking about it. <laughs> Amen, man. That's so true because there's been times where I write the cards up, say the night before. And you don't feel that that um, that confidence on the way like you would if you wrote them up like weeks before and you read them over. Like when you when you prep for a show, you get that uh, confidence as a as a byproduct, you know, built in. That's so nice, you know. That's so true what you said though. But yeah, the more prep you get, the more confidence you get for you know, uh, free, <laughs> built in, absolutely free. I wish I thought about that before <laughs> I did all my exams when I was at school. <laughs> yes, same <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Why and deny the listening audience of the brilliance that was your Survivor Series script, please, please. <laughs> we do a uh, a create a create our uh, create a card or create a rumble match or anything like that. And the last couple of times, we've been lucky enough to sit through a dramatic reading of a multi-page script that Nathan has put together. Uh, the Royal Rumble one featured a young Sigourney Weaver dating John Cena. And a lot of murder. Um, and yeah, so now we all have to try and live up to that uh, every every month. Nice. 
we'll have to get you on for one of those creative creative uh podcasts and we'll try and see if we can outdo the great shane fair when it comes to uh improv that's right we'll get a sigourney weaver in a cage match like against faye dunaway or something we'll get it oh book it book it let me just run that down quick <laughs> if that comes up on a oh. podcast i'm calling shane on the air <laughs> <laughs> just deal with um <sighs> But yeah, so um, I guess um, as we're running through uh, the last little bit here, Shane, because um, I know uh, I, I want to be respectful of your time and stuff. I know you said you got to probably get out of here soon. So uh, I got to ask you the question that's been on the mind of the Internet uh, community, not even just the Internet wrestling community. But if you had to choose between a billion lions and one of, every of the original Pokemon to win in a fight, what would you how would that break down would it be a billion lions or the original 151 pokemon what's the venue that's that's going to weigh in you know i need to know like i i always assume because there's a billion lions it would have to be some sort of like large plane of like some a watering hole like yeah like yeah 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 like like the you know the like the african safari so already the yeah. heat's going to factor in so the pokemon is going to be fatigued i would think so a billion lions, uh, no trainers, right? This is just a Pokemon, right? Oh, look at the the shit eating grin yeah. on Nathan's face right now, because this is his exact argument from the episode. There's a billion of them. <laughs> <laughs> this that's yeah. so many. <laughs> it seems like you know, even if you could feign off a little attack, you know, the billions are just gonna. I'm going with the lions. Thank I, you. Final answer. Logic. Lock it in. Jeez, here we go. Last <laughs> thing I needed was. Uh, a fan to be put to the flames of Nathan's uh, insane arguments. It's not insane. There's a billion of them. <laughs> They're psychic. There's psychic Pokemon that can turn people around, turn some of those lions around, and murder some of the other Even lions. They get lion on like, lion crime. You got, ghost, you got ghost Pokemon, you can't kill a ghost. <laughs> it works. There's a billion. You've got Mewtwo. You've got Mewtwo. He's basically a god. <laughs> That's fair. It's a fair. I will make all these arguments. Home field advantage, though. It's all home field advantage. That's true. That's true. If we do end up like on like the plane in Africa, you got to assume like the lions are used to it, so that right. would carry some sort of weight, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but the conversation will rage on for the rest of time and space <laughs> in and of itself. Um. So, I mean, do you guys have anything left for Shane Fair before I, we start uh, riding into the podcast sunset, as it were? Uh, okay. I think, like, sorry, Nathan, sorry, you guys go. You go. You go. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. No, he's, he's gracious enough to go now that someone's agreed with his argument. So, and <laughs> before we wrap up, uh, I asked this question to uh, to Bruno, where we interviewed him, and uh, kind of a similar question to you. Uh, also, like being around for us, I imagine getting to know some of the, the talent over the last little while. Uh, is there anybody going forward in 2021 that you think people should be looking out for because they're about to have maybe that breakout like moment? Okay, great. Yeah. Um, you know, S Sebastian Cage has like, while he's been like at the top of the bubble, for some reason, uh, you don't see like those impact appearances, those AEW dark appearances. So I think he's long overdue for that next level. So I think uh, him or TJ Crawford um, are the two names that I would say right now that stand the best chance of like we're going to see them at that next level this year i would think sebastian cage is no reason why he hasn't uh been on aew or um it just must be like two ships passing in the night because uh 
I, I don't know how scouts or whoever's really responsible for picking talent out of that level have overlooked him for so long. And the same goes for TJ Crawford, where he just gets better and better. So those two, I think, um, probably stand the best chance, I would have to say. What do you think, Jim? Oh, I mean, I've said it uh, on this podcast. I've said it uh, on the air uh, on uh, on pro wrestling magic stuff. I honestly believe that if no if no other time in history, this is Erica Lee's year. Uh, Erica Lee um, has a future guest on the the show. We'll have her on later on this week. Uh, Or if I do end up cutting this into two parts, which I might. You've already heard that interview. But yeah, Erica Lee uh, had in a standout performance uh, back at the MV Young's Polycult Party um, uh, against Billy Dixon, where she broke her nose and still wrestled for 15 minutes, which was insane. Uh, match is fantastic. Then she wrestled Darius Carter for 30 minutes. Darius Carter put his boot through Erica Lee's fucking face and nearly knocked off her upper lip at one point. And she still wrestled for 30 minutes and came away with the victory. I think above most other acts in professional wrestling, honestly, I, I am a little biased. I think that every year is Everett Cross's year. I think Everett Cross really deserves a standout sort of performance. And he's been giving a lot lately. But I think if you, if I had to narrow it down to one performer who's really sort of hitting their stride right now, it has to be Erica Lee. I mean, as a promo as a person, as an in-ring talent, it's sort of all there right now for her. And um, as long as she keeps her foot on the gas, I don't see how she couldn't go even further. See, Demi, Demi didn't really like it when uh, I after I talked to him on air about uh, uh, Kingdom Come 5, how much I enjoyed it. Uh, Demi didn't appreciate me uh, taking the piss out of how much he, he uh, how much he loves Everett Cross on commentary. I, even, I joked that we're going to have to have surgery to get Jimmy's lips off Everett's are. Oh, are you like his Bobby I mean, Heenan, are you? <laughs> I am a member of the Church of Drive. That's right. Get you out there in a weasel suit. <laughs> I wish. If the salmon jacket is any indication, I think I have <laughs> miles. Listen, I'm still playing catch up with this fancy motherfucker over here, okay? He comes dressed to the nines every single That's show. Fun. The Roaring Twenty suit that you have, by the way, dude, is mm, Jeff's kiss. I have a closet full of shit that I can't wear anywhere but wrestling, or if I was a, a circus ringmaster. I, I, it's, it's pick, take your pick. They're so thematic, these suits, that I, c- I could not wear them in any uh, walk of life that's uh, normal at all. What have uh, people got looking to look forward to this weekend, kind of at the Roaring Twenties? I know Jimmy's going to ask you for your plugs in a second, but like, I, just sell actually, the show to the people. I actually was going to, uh, me and Shane, uh, sit back and listen to you guys give uh, your takes on, I have the card right here in front of me. I was going to run down the card real quick um, and just sort of uh, see how you guys felt about it. Maybe we can, me and Shane can throw in a thing here or there. Um, but, uh, if you guys are down, I'd like to get some predictions, maybe some thoughts on, uh, the card to look forward to Sunday, uh, at 5 PM on fight roaring twenties two behind the eight ball. Let's do it. Let's do it. All That's right. Predictions contest. Predictions contest. Ooh, that could be fun. <laughs> um, okay. So opening up the show, we have the pro wrestling magic 
Championship match, the Meadowlands Monster defending against the longest reigning champion in professional pro wrestling uh, pro wrestling magic history. That's how Liddy is. I can't I can't even get the words out, Shane. Um, uh, Sebastian Cage takes on the uh, pro wrestling magic champion, the Meadowlands Monster, with White Henny in his corner. Um, what do you guys think? Is uh, Sebastian Cage going to dethrone the champion here? No chance. Nope. No, no disrespect um, I, to the guy. Yeah, I mean, Cage looks really good from what I've seen of him, but, you know, Miller Monster, you know, just got the bell, he's not going to give it up anytime soon. And plus, they also, we, we, we discovered we're both fans of Kane uh, during our interview, so forever I'm in his corner. <laughs> well, that, that hurts my feelings, genu- genuinely. <laughs> uh, d- no, Shane, how do you feel about that? Does that, does that hurt your feelings as much as Oh, I know. I'll tell you right now who won. It was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like the ah. that. Just, you know. ah, you shut your mouth. Um, so then we move on briskly from the uh, the opening contest to a vault contest from a couple of years ago, the Pro Wrestling Magic Dark Arch Championship match in a fatal five-way where it is Adam Payne defending against Sonny Kiss, Solo Darling, John Tella, and Tony Rush. Um, so what do you guys think? Does uh, Payne maintain the championship at the time? Does he move on uh, without the title? What, where do you guys think that match ends up? Adam Payne and Sonny Kiss in the same match. That's some contrasting styles right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna have to back Adam Payne. All right. Scott? Yeah, I, well, yeah I'm not familiar with all the, the, the history, a lot of the history of the Magic from the, just from the matches I've seen like on, that are free on YouTube, but Adam Payne, for what I've seen, is a very dominant competitor. I know he's now won half the tide step, so... I'm going to say probably holds on to this one. You know, big lad, big lad, big lad, slapping meat. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, don't get it twisted, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to see a different ring announcer uh, because it's from the vault. Uh, Shane isn't that good at changing his appearance uh, from show to show. You're great. You're great. But you're not that great. Uh, you're not Probably. Johnny Depp and Corpse Bride where he showed up and became... <laughs> my big head's probably in the foreground, though. My big Rosie O'Donnell head. It is, yeah. You, you are in the front row for that. Yeah, you are. In the yeah. Front row. <laughs> um. So uh, next up after that is the first defense of Mr. Darius Carter's brand new uh, Pro Wrestling Magic Dark Arts Championship. Shane, uh, enlighten the gentlemen here, the lads, if you will, about the uh, the rules of the Dark Arts Division and what yeah. uh, Darius Carter was able to uh, add to that. That I'm calling the Carter Clause. You got it. The official dark arts rules are there's no countouts, no disqualifications. Uh, both contestants are allowed one rope break each, and closed fist punches to the head are completely legal. Now, Darius added a round system. So there's five three-minute rounds with a 15-second break in between each, uh, a water break, as it were. And uh, we're starting to see that um, that 15 seconds, like whether you're ready or not, you know, th- this is a cool little, um, you know, addendum to the rules because when, whether you're ready or not, with those 15 seconds are up, the bell rings. And, you know, if your competitor's ready, you could expect him or her to dash across the ring and come at you. So, uh, you know, that 15 seconds, while it's um, beneficial to the combatants, it's kind of, uh, unless you're paying attention, it could wind up biting you in the ass. But Darius, who was, you know, like the most sadistic on the entire roster to become the dark arch champion. Like they just, the rules set benefits his offense before he even, you know, started to uh, add his little custom, 
And there might be more. Who knows? I mean, maybe he adds more in the future. But the round system certainly uh, almost like that um, pure kind of it, it it mirrors pure and in, 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 in some aspects and everything. But you know, I like the dark arts division because it's like the difference between like boxing and UFC. Like in, in boxing, you're gonna find out who's a better fighter. In UFC, you're gonna find out who's a better fighter if they're fighting for their life. You know, and has ever you know, so that's the kind of thing that you get out of the dark arts division. You'll find out who's the better wrestler in some of the other divisions, but you're gonna find out who's the better, you know, who's the the fighter that will can outlast the other in the dark arts division. So it's it's that you get a different result than you do from the other divisions for sure. So definitely it benefits so, Darius hundred percent. Definitely. So that will be Mr. Darius Carter taking on the business. Billy Dixon, one on one. Where do you guys think this is going? And as an addendum to that, how many rounds do you think that we maybe get out of this? Do we go the full fifteen minutes, or uh, does Darius put him, uh, put Billy away in one round? Pronouns, pal. Scott, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what do you think the outcome and the length is for the Pro Wrestling Magic Dark Arts Championship match? Yeah, I gotta go with Darius. Uh, he's the champion. He said the rules so obviously he knows that he can he can win with these guy rules uh so how many like how many rounds did you say was, what do you say the round system five, five. Five. Mm-hmm. five five yeah five three minute rounds um right. and then there's 15 second intervals uh i'll say i don't i don't think we'll go the full five yet maybe round three maybe maybe some of round four if at most but i don't think it'll go farther than round four Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Nathan? What do you think? Uh, who's the winner and how long do you think it goes? Well, from what Seamus is saying, I'll be a fool not to back Darius. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, but I'm not going to. I'm going to back oh. the business. I'm going to say he's going to pull it out. It's going to be in round five. But Darius is going down. Wow. enough more than he can chew. Big, big claim there. Big claim. Um, next up, we, are, we have a quote test of survival the one wing dragon chris ryan very upset that wrecking ball ligurski did not choose him to be his tag partner uh, i'm sorry that didn't uh, that adam payne didn't choose uh, chris ryan to be his tag partner and instead ended up having to go with wrecking ball ligurski uh wrecking ball ligurski took a little bit of a uh umbrage with that and uh chris ryan challenged him to a test of survival where if chris ryan lasts longer than five minutes in the ring with Wrecking Ball Ligurski. He can choose a partner to join him at next month's event, the Ides of March, in a tag team championship Mm. match. So we have Chris Ryan versus one half of the Pro Wrestling Magic World Tag Team Champions, Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Nathan, I'm going to go with you. There's a big uh, size differential between these two. Uh, Who do you think... uh, It's not even about who wins. Do you think Chris Ryan is able to survive five minutes with the wrecking ball i think it depends how he approaches this match like is he going in there to try and win it in the five minutes or is he just going in there to to survive and like it's a very similar situation to for those that perhaps don't know this yet, but sammy Zayn did a similar thing with braun Strowman oh, three or four years ago Maybe it was either longer. 2016 or 2017 yeah something like that and uh, we were mick foley through the toweling and uh spoilers but so i think it's going to depend how he goes in there i think he can survive 
as long as he doesn't try and just go for the win in the five minutes. You're not going to win it in five minutes. So just try and try and last the distance, and I think he can do that. All right. All right. Um, do you think do you think Chris Ryan gets the win or does Wrecking Ball still put him down? I think he does still put him down uh, uh, after the five minutes. Is it does is the match going to stop at five minutes? Is it just like you survive five minutes or does it carry on? It just the match goes until it reaches its conclusion. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think uh, Chris Ryan has to win, but it'd be longer than five minutes. Gotcha. Scott, what do you think? Does uh Chris Ryan last the five minutes and or get the win, or does he end up uh, SOL, as we like to say in the business? Uh, I, I think we'll probably find a way to go past the five-minute mark. Yeah. It won't go much further past the exact five minutes. I think shortly after he gets tied there, Wrecking Ball will probably put him away and get the win, but Chris Ryan will have gotten what he wanted because, you know, I don't mean to kind of Sound like I know what I'm talking about, but like I think sometimes when people have, like when people have these time-based matches and think that they've got the advantage, they sometimes they go a bit too easy and don't put it away right away. And so I think Wrecking Ball might make a bit of a mistake, and Chris Ryan will, uh, will take advantage of that to go past the five-minute mark. So, you know, I really like the look of Wrecking Ball. I thought when I watched him, he looked a bit. He reminded me a little bit of Bam Bam without the uh, the big head like tattoo. But oh, I think really? the way he, I saw him wrestle, I thought he reminded a lot of people in the ring. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty spot on. That that uh that comparison does get made quite frequently. And Wrecking Ball is a large, large gentleman. Um, mm-hmm. moving forward, I'm I gonna... wasn't Bam Bam from New Jersey as well. Asbury Park. Yeah. Bam Bam from New Jersey as well. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Beast from the East. Um, <laughs> next up, uh, we have uh, I'm not gonna ask you guys for uh predictions on this one i am just running down the card because we have two relative newcomers to the kingdom the dream master manny rodriguez taking on the former prince josiah now josiah hiru still the personification of gold still absolutely wonderful he has moved to a waterfront property in hoboken new jersey uh so apologies (laughs) to our friends in new york for the glowing gold statue that now shines in the distance uh we have those guys Coming up, uh, because the Roaring Twenties, uh, the first time around, was about showcasing new talent, and this was a way to showcase some brand new talent here. Uh, Shane, instead of getting predictions from the lads, I'm going to go to you. Uh, just quickly, just talk about uh, Dream Master and Josiah and uh, what you like about those guys. Uh, Dream Master is, is a hungry dude, man. Uh, when you get to the locker room, He's one of the first people that gets to the building, and you'll always see him studying, uh, you know, footage day of. Like, you know, you, you hear the volume, he, you know, he'll be watching, you know, the SummerSlam 92 or, you know, whatever. He's doing tape study the day of, so I appreciate that uh, that hunger, you know, right, right off the bat. Josiah, same kind of hunger, you know. Um, different, it manifests itself in a different way. He's, he's trained at a WrestlePro. This is a guy that, um, you know... He's a fun dude. He's got that size. Um, he's fine in his way. Like, you know, he's really tweaking his character. So that I, uh, you know, I, I think that was a distraction for him for a long time. And I think now that he's found his character and come into his own, that uh, you, you've seen, like, the entering get a lot better. So for uh, two hungry guys to go at it, I, I always like to see this, you know, different, um, different, two different approaches to their passion of the sport. And uh, 
that that's a, that's a cool match. Two two up and comers that I uh, you know Prince has been around. You know he's been around uh, this area. He's taken on a lot of different um, opponents, and I think um, you know, Manny Rodriguez. So much Rodriguez. Rodriguez. <laughs> he uh, he's excellent, man. He's got that hunger, bro. Just sit there and watch you know video the day that you're wrestling. You know I've seen him lacing up, and he's got the, the video playing on his phone, man. That's hunger. I I, I got nothing but respect for that, man. Absolutely. Uh, always good to see new talent being uh, brought to the forefront there. Next up is, I'm going to go back to you guys for your predictions here. A big, big, exciting match as Ace Romero, who put open, who put out the open challenge, rather, once again, and it didn't take longer than 45 seconds. You can go and check on the Facebook comments. T.J. Crawford, lights out all day, all night. T.J. Crawford accepted the challenge one-on-one. No lights, no glitz, no glamour, just a hard-fought battle. Ace Romero, TJ Crawford. Scott, who do you got in this uh, incredible uh, matchup here? Uh, I'm going to go with Ace Romero. You know, he's he's accustomed to this kind of open challenge format. You know, I'm sure I like TJ Crawford from what I've seen of him. I think it's going to be somewhat, sadly a similar situation when, to when Casey Navarro uh, fought Ace Romero and that he'll try his best being the bigger guy. He's, it's not going to be coming out a good night for him and uh, Ace uh, Romero's glorious theme song will play out through the kingdom. What an anthem that is. You are a big fan of the theme, which it's a great song. It's a great song. Nathan, do you think that although TJ Crawford has been putting in fantastic performances, he hasn't been particularly one who's been able to sort of grab that brass ring and finish the fight when he needed to the most. Do you think this is the time that TJ wins it or does Ace continue his dominance in his open challenges? Scott's already said uh, Ace Romero has the kind of advantage to this sort of setting of the open challenge. And Ace Romero, every time I see the guy, he just seems to look better and better. Uh, and I'm not just being like in in the ring. I mean, like he's he's obviously dropped a lot of weight and everything like that. And the guy looks awesome. And uh, he looks like someone that's finally going to kind of break out. I know he's been on Impact and stuff before, but he looks like a guy that's head in, head in places. So I'm not sure Crawford's really going to have enough but one thing i was going to ask shane if he would mind doing me a favor if he if he's able to <laughs> the um dream what was his name dream master right right, right. The, yeah yeah would you mind announcing that name for us because what he a is name. fighting <laughs> out of clifton new jersey the dream master manny rodriguez <laughs> <laughs> what a fabulous name if it is, is right? good as his name. Oh, <laughs> Everybody should be named Rodriguez. We'd have yeah. the, you know. Fantastic. It but so I think... It's like a back massage. It's like a spa day for the tongue. <laughs> Rodriguez. I think Romero's going to have it. And I think, according to that, I think this is probably going to be match of the night. Bold, bold claim with a big card oh, like this, any strong. match could steal the show. Um, and I mean, listen, I'm personally, I'm pull, I'm pulling for TJ. I've always really liked TJ. I know you have Shane. Um, just before we move on to the last two matches of the show really quickly. Um, what has it been like, uh, for you as a fan of TJ Crawford to see that he's been really putting in his all, but he hasn't been able to get the three count. He hasn't been able to lift the title. He hasn't been able to get the W in quite a long time. What do you think that's like for him, and what is that like for you watching that happen? It's got to be frustrating. You know, I've seen him uh, win titles and uh, crowns elsewhere, you know, around the uh, 
in the region. So I know he's, you know, dabbling in the championships elsewhere. So I know that he wants to win one here. And uh, I guess the junior championship might suit him the best. You know, maybe he just has to put his, his sights back on that. You know, uh, I don't know that going after Darius's Dark Arch Championship or going after the Monster at this point in time might be the best idea. But um, the junior might be the way for him to go. You know, I know Sebastian's come up against him already, but uh, that, that 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 might be the way to go for TJ Crawford. I, I've always been a big fan of his, and um, he's one of the, those guys that never let you down where he's constantly getting better, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll watch him train or anything, and it's just I, I always shake my head. There's always something that he's adding or, uh, you know, working on that, that just makes him better. TJ Crawford's, like, one of the best in his area. And like, like you said, he can go against an Ace Romero. He can go against another a cruiserweight. You know, he's like uh, one of those guys that can go against anybody, like a Saeed Al-Sabah. So um, Crawford, I would like to see have some success at Magic. I would like to see him strike gold, if possible. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> Rodriguez, uh, Rodriguez. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, so next up, uh, we have uh, in the penultimate match of the evening, we have the American Murder Society, the... Thick Penguin, Steve Off taking, uh, and uh, Alex Reitman <laughs> take. I'm not gonna let that go. By the way, I've I've mentioned this several times. It started as a joke on Facebook. I don't give a shit what nickname he gives himself. He's the Thick Penguin in my book. From now oh, the book. <laughs> Two C's. Two C's. Um, <laughs> we have uh, Steve Off and uh, Alex Reitman, the American Murder Society, taking on the Brick City Boys. Uh, one-on-one. Uh, this is a lot of animosity behind it. These guys have uh, had a hard time keeping their hands off of each other because uh, the American Murder Society called out not only the Pro Wrestling Magic Tag Team Division, but Tag Team Wrestling as a whole. Uh, and the Brick City Boys have been the first ones to step up and say, hey, this isn't your division anymore. This is ours, and we want to make our mark. So, Scott, do you think that the BCB, the Brick City Boys, Jay Cruz... And his partner, Shane, help me out here. Oh, Victor Chase and Jay Cruz. Yes, sir. Victor Chase and Jay Cruz. Do you think that they can overcome the former multiple-time Pro Wrestling Magic World Tag Team Champions? Or do the American Murder Society live up to their name and spill blood all over the ring? <laughs> I'm going to go with the, the then say that the Brick City Boys are going to win this. I think we're seeing the, some changes in the tag division with you know, you got them coming in. And you've got obviously Wrecking Ball and Payne as the tag team champions, potentially Chris Ryan and whoever he chooses getting a shot. So, yeah, shake things up a little bit in the tag division. I think Brick State Boys are going to pull out. Excellent, excellent. Nathan, what do you think? Do uh, the American Murder Society pull this one out or the Brick City Boys start staking their claim in the division? I feel horrible doubting someone who's called a thick penguin. Uh, <laughs> I'm doubting them slightly. Uh, I think like the ring potentially is probably going to be covered in blood. Whose blood that's going to be uh, is kind of you'll find out this weekend. But I think the Brick City Boys are also going to put it out, get some changes in that tag team division, mix it up a bit. And uh, but I think the American Murder Society that they're dangerous. Like don't d- don't doubt them. Don't doubt a penguin. Penguin's got a knife. And uh, <laughs> it, you know I'm but I'm going to back the Brick City Boys. I'm sadly going to agree with Scott. Oh, all right. Uh, so. In the main event... So bad to be agreeing with me. The disrespect I'm getting from this boy. (laughs) (laughs) So, in the main event of the evening, the top of the party, 
for uh, the Roaring Twenties 2 behind the eight ball is, of course, the one-on-one contest for the vacant, the currently vacant Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Championship. That 90s chick, the Gummy Bear Kid, takes on Jordan Blade one-on-one for the title. Shane, before I go to the guys for their predictions, why don't you catch them and everybody else up very quickly, uh, because I know you got to go very quickly on uh, where the title went, why it's vacant, and uh, what's going on here. Uh, we had, you know, Faye Jackson was our women's champion. Uh, she was involved in Chad Adams' Memorial Rumble last year, which Casey Navarro um, ultimately won. There was a, a weird mishap that occurred during that match where Faye Jackson got caught in the second and third rope, and uh, it was scary. It was I mean, just, I don't know, just to be there was scary because I wanted to, like, run, jump, and help her and uh luckily i think sean donovan i think came to her uh, assistant also ultimately her and donovan her and donovan were on the apron right uh, and it was during that spot where she was about to go over but she didn't get as far over right exactly or whatever and uh sean donovan was there to try and help her out best as he could which is strange because you know if it bothered donovan and, and and appealed to his uh you know sensibilities and uh sympathy that uh, it must have he been did, horrific. He did help her out of the ropes, but then he kicked her in the chest. Kicked her out. And exactly. knocked her off. The, yeah. And then won the fast pass gauntlet to be number 30 in the Chad Adams Rumble. So it's like a 75-25 situation. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but go on, as you were saying. But yeah, that was horrific. So um, she sustained an injury at that point, and the, uh, the title was vacated. We've tried to uh, crown another champion since then. We, You know, it just scheduling conflicts and such like that kind of uh worked against us right jim like pretty much right yeah yeah we you know we had other other opportunities to uh fill the vacancy but it just it didn't work out so now we we made it's it's created a void like uh you'll hear me say that night um it created a void because everybody wants that women's championship you know uh it's a missing part at pro wrestling magic so i'm glad we got to rectify it on this evening um when it comes to erica lee She's like the princess of the kingdom. Like everybody loves her there. And uh, w- what I like about that love, it's it's family love. It's not like some creepy, we, you know, we, we love Erica Lee. That's our, 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 our big sister. That's the princess of the magic kingdom. Like, you know, she's beloved. So um, Jordan Blade, I know she's got a background in jujitsu. She, um, she's out of Richmond, Virginia. Um Really tough chick, man. She's known as the submission sniper and the ankle breaker. So you don't you don't arrive at monikers like that, you know, without probably a pretty dangerous MMA style. So I don't know that someone can ever walk in and win a championship on their first time here. We saw that with you know people in the past. I know Jordan Grace, a women's champion, you know, walked in and took it, but. Uh, you know, this is this will be an interesting match, I think for sure. And um, I think the consensus—no, no offense to Jordan Blade, but I think the consensus wants to see Erica Lee win this. You know, I've seen it all across social media, so she's got a lot of people in her corner, and you know, hopefully, the princess of our kingdom will, you know, make it make us proud. Right, and like you said, sometimes the crowd just sort of decides who they love and how they love them, right. and uh, they a lot of people have decided. That Erica Lee is a, is a is a favorite. So Nathan, what do you think? Does the newcomer Jordan Blade come in and snipe the uh, the championship opportunity away from Erica Lee once again, or does Erica Lee walk out with her hand raised and her head held high as the brand new Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Champion? 
Is her name Blaze or Blade? Because I'll change whether I. What is it? Blade. 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 He's gonna right, go with know. Jordan. You know yeah. where my vote is, guys. He's... You know. Uh, oh, does he have? Again. I'm very excited to talk to Erica Lee Uh, I'm going to be on that interview Uh, we're recording it tomorrow at time recording so we won't mention this tomorrow Uh, but I'm going to have I can't not I can't not not, um, back Blade no matter what form (laughs) Blade comes in Uh, so okay so obviously I shouldn't have even asked Nathan uh, Scott, <laughs> Scott, what do you think? Does that uh, 90s chick, the gummy bear kid, ride high as her sugar levels, or does she come crashing down <laughs> like 20 minutes later with her sugar levels? God, he is good, uh, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess made the big bucks. <laughs> but, but, you know, Nathan, you you make sure tomorrow when you, when you interview Erica Lee to ask her about her thoughts on the Blade trilogy and all that. But uh-huh. uh, I'm sure she'll be real up for that. But, you know, with uh, with this match, you know, it feels like I don't want to feel like I'm dis I'm not thinking about uh, Blade, but you know, the way we talked about Hercule on here, we're going to be talking to her tomorrow and picking up that this is maybe her year. Uh, I think I think it'd be foolish to not go with Hercule. That's what I'm going with, and I'm looking forward to seeing this as the main event like match. It's a good spot for them. I think they could actually steal the show and have uh, match of the night. Excellent, excellent. So that is the card rundown there for. Uh, depending on when, how I cut this podcast, either tonight or this weekend's uh, uh, Roaring Twenties 2 behind the eight ball, we are guaranteed a brand new Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Champion. Uh, we are guaranteed a fantastic suit from Mr. Shane Fair, our illustrious guest today here on the podcast. Shane, please come back anytime Thank you, you add the time uh, because yeah. this was absolutely fantastic. Um, Scott and Nathan, it was a pleasure to have you guys on. And I knew this was the right setup and I'm so glad that we were able to get this done. (laughs) Um, And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for joining us here. But before we get going, I'm going to make sure that everybody gets their shit in, so to speak, uh, (laughs) in the in the wrestling industry. And I'm going to start with our illustrious guest, Shane, enlighten the people. Where can they find you on the Internet? What do you got going on other than the pro wrestling magic stuff? Because I will cover that at the end. Uh, World's Fair Productions on Instagram, World's Fair on YouTube, uh, at Shane Karma on Twitter, Facebook, Shane Fair. Uh, of course, you can always find me, Pro Wrestling Magic. You can find me this June, Boardwalk Buds in Atlantic City, a three-day uh, event. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, unlike the behind the eight ball, we mean it at Boardwalk Buds, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the drug implication are, are, are real. <laughs> what a great way to promote it, right? No, but uh, Boardwalk Buds, three-day event in June at the Showboat in Atlantic City. I'm very excited about that. It's going to be like six different wrestling events over a three-day uh, weekend. Comedy, music, food trucks, vendors, so discounted room packages so definitely very excited about that so all righty i i am looking forward to all of that and uh if you get me on one of those wrestling shows the blowjob will be even better this time around shane um <laughs> so find the stepchildren <laughs> yes oh well, you, you gotta you gotta cradle you gotta cradle the balls a little Thank um you. yeah you can't just leave them hanging there it's gonna be painful any oh. hoozle uh scott what do you got going on in the world of the interwebs uh, and uh, all of that uh, that stuff? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SkullMcLeod1986. Jimmy mentioned it earlier at SP Rambling Valor Podcast. Uh, we finally, uh, today at time recording, uh, today recorded our WrestleMania 12 review. It's going to be well over two hours long. Uh, we're going to all things like the Sean right, Iron Match, going to real detail about that. It's going to be out uh, Friday this week uh, on Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat at Suplex Retreat uh, on our YouTube channel, Quiz Showdown 8, Legends of Wrestling. Uh, a very unique quiz format it's going to come out later this week I can't remember when but uh, just keep looking on YouTube if it might be there at some point it might be out there right now go find it after this but, but also on Rogue Opinion uh, at some point this weekend uh, Rogue Retro Smackdown continues and this time our No Way Out 2000 review uh, should be coming out this weekend awesome awesome always so much stuff going on and the man with the plan and the <laughs> poison pen uh, Mr. Nathan Greenaway, what do you got going on uh, in the realm of the interwebs? Uh, I guess uh, that ain't sport. It's a big thing for me. It's a scripted comedy podcast uh, written by myself. Uh, there's one episode up already at That Ain't Sport on Twitter or That Ain't Sport, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Scott and Jimmy are kind enough to lend their voices to it. Now I know that Shane's into voice acting as well. Who knows? I might be trying to annoy him at some point. Anytime. <laughs> some people in. Uh, there's a new episode coming 5th of March. Uh, got a new new host, new stuff coming to it. So, uh, yeah, That Ain't Sport. Awesome. Also, at Nathan Greenaway on Twitter, where he will uh, will ignore you if you tweet at him, but he will update (laughs) you frequently with the best songs of all time, uh, ranked and unranked. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah I, forgot, I forgot to mention my own Twitter account. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. If you want to come see me rank the oldest songs in history, uh, <laughs> then that it's there at Nathan Greenway. And uh, we are at rogue underscore opinion on the Twitter to uh, steal a pronunciation from Nathan from earlier on in the podcast. And uh, also go to at wrestling magic on Twitter, uh, pro wrestling magic on Instagram, youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling magic. For all your pro wrestling magic needs and make sure to go on february 28th that either is right now as you hear this or it is a couple of days from now or it was yesterday as you hear this and you need to go over to fight catch it live catch the replay catch us on twitter as we talk about it incessantly all goddamn day and annoy you with the hashtag the roaring 20s too hashtag this is magic I am at Mr. Riot on the Twitter, which is M-R-R-I-0-T, because Counter-Strike was a thing when I was a kid, and Match Striker, just in case you need anybody on the table. I got you. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank what you so much. What is this Match Striker thing before we go? Because do every podcast, and I've got no idea. Because D'Lo Brown was pish. D'Lo Brown? D'Lo Brown and Match Striker are the commentary on Impact at the moment, and D'Lo was kind of pish. So I was like, I can help if you want. So now to change the plug up, I just do it that way. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like, um, was talking about it, and I said, like, really, you're you're just trying to audition. You're just trying to warm your way in. Like, hey, I could do it, you know. So I, I could see us through you. I'll make my way down to Nashville. Me and Shane, we'll hitchhike. We'll get the uh, like a Muppet movie. We'll get the thumbs out. You know, we'll follow the <laughs> over the road. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again so much for joining us. <laughs> we have officially lost the plot, which means that it is time. Okay. It is time for your boy to quote the immortal words of Yakka Warner when I say, Good night, everybody! <laughs>